Alright. Glad we finally started this. Yeah, obviously, uh, if you guys know me, you know, I had a podcast called The Broadcast Journal. Uh, obviously, uh, that was a podcast where I uh, interviewed sports broadcasters. Uh, obviously, I'm taking a hiatus from that. Uh, maybe at some point that will come back, but for the time being, The Broadcast Journal will be about myself and my co-host here, Yankoi Zaza. He's a man of a lot of big opinions, big personality, so I'm sure he likes to introduce, introduce himself, Yankoi. Uh, Yankoi Zaza, I'm here. I'm a teacher on the week weekdays, <laughs> but I'm a podcaster on the weekends. So I've actually been excited to do this. You know, we've been uh, trying to do this for a couple of weeks. A couple Saturdays have, have gone by, you know, we've had some stuff come up, but we're here. I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's go. Let's go to start. First topic. What do you want to talk about? There's a lot of things going on. Obviously, the big story in sports right now is uh, the disintegration of the Pac-12. Yesterday, we found out that Oregon and uh, Washington, they're going to the Big Ten. As uh, Penn State alums, we know uh, that's that's a big deal there. Obviously, Arizona, Arizona State, and uh, Utah have moved to the uh, the Big 12. So, the Pac-12 is no more, basically, it seems like. That Pac-12 been on its dying legs for a, for a couple of years now. Like, let's not let's not act like this wasn't happening. The Big Ten is just taking over. Um, I'm just scared because Penn State has all these good teams, and I'm like, can we have? Can we win the Big Ten again? I mean, no. I mean, a lot of people are high on Penn State this year. Uh, that's what I've been seeing. A lot of the, the pundits and those like, hey, this Penn State team apparently, you know, has potential. But uh, we can get to we can get to Penn State later. But uh, uh, for the grander scheme of things, uh, it's just it just shows you the power of television. Uh, the Pac-12 struggled to get a TV deal. They had a TV deal with Apple. Obviously, Oregon and uh, Washington State did not like that. So they were like, you know what? Might as well go to the Big Ten, you know. They have their deal with NBC, Fox, and CBS. That's a much better TV deal than Apple TV. So, and obviously with the Big Twelve, uh, with uh, Arizona, Arizona State, and uh, Utah, they looked at they have a deal with ESPN and Fox. So they were like, okay, that that's a lot better than Apple TV. So, obviously for the Pac-12, it's, it's a, that's a failure right there. I mean, you couldn't get a TV deal with any of the major media companies, and you had to sell for Apple TV, and obviously the other members were like, eh, that's not good for us. What is Apple TV? I don't know anyone who has Apple TV. See, and the thing is that's scary is that this is the best time to be in football, especially with the writer's strike, especially with everything going on. This is the perfect time for football. Ratings are going to be through the roof, and you couldn't get a TV deal? Come on, man. I mean, you're seeing it. You know, it's... All these media companies are try- trying to go streaming, and obviously the streaming thing didn't work. It's not working out no. for these companies, so no. they're no. they're cutting costs. And no. obviously, they saw the Pac-12 as without USC and UCLA, what do you have? You got nothing, man. You got nothing, yo. This is the perfect time for this, man. Yo, this is why um, TV deals are so important. Look at um, I know we're gonna talk about them later, but WWE. Look, Fox isn't even trying to get them back. Do you understand? That's money right there. I know they're expensive. I know they're expensive, but I'm saying you don't got to pay WWE. You, all you have to do is pay WWE. Just go out there and do their own thing. You got to introduce. But this is the time. Pac-12. You disappointed me, man. You disappointed me. And obviously, we'll get to WWE later, obviously. And it's crazy, you know. Wrestling has never been seen as a valuable TV entity. Exactly. But, you know, how things are in terms of television now, it's now a valuable property. This is what I'm saying, man. Yo, there's so much money to be made. And now stuff like this is going to keep happening because you don't know how long this ride strike is about to go. Hollywood about to go dark. So TV TV networks going to need something. They're going to need something to put on TV. And now apparently the, the reality TV stars are going on strike. And now it's supposed to be something that's like, hey. We got reality TV. And now reality TV is like, hey. Stars like, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, 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 want, we want some 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 good money and good uh, rights as well. So, you know, it's crazy what, what's going on in TV right now. So. No, no, yeah. But what else is what else is new? You know, the Pac-12, we have uh, the running back uh, situation. That's... Yeah, you know, we, we, we know it well. You know, Saquon, he went to Penn State. And obviously, he was very good at Penn State. And, you know, he's had a good career in the Giants. Obviously, some injuries as well. But it's a tough situation for the running backs. Uh, you know, with a hard cap... 
teams were like, hey, we got to allocate our funds towards, you know, our, our, you know, our top offense linemen or, or receivers or quarterback, obviously. And they're looking at running backs like, eh, we really don't really need you like that. It's more of a running back by committee for a lot of teams. You you know you're not relying. It's not the old days where you have to have that running back horse where he got the most majority uh, majority of the cat the carries. They don't need that anymore. But the thing that Saquon's deal just made me sick is that the incentives aren't even something that he can do. It's like the team has to make the playoffs. And it's no guarantee with the Giants. That's what that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, why would you sign that deal? Like, they had no choice. I get it, but man, like the Giants pretty much just told you, Ayo, we see you as here. You're not even giving me something that my talent can prove. Yeah, remember the Giants. This was supposed to be a rebuild. They weren't supposed to make the playoffs last year and went around against the Vikings in the walk-off round. Most people thought, oh, they're going to be, you know, 7 and 10, 8 and 9. But they surprised everybody and made the playoffs. So they're, they're probably looking at it as well. We're not really expected. To, we're not. We're treating this as a YouTube of a rebuild. We're not really trying. We're not trying to make another step to you know possibly contend with the Cowboys and the Eagles in the NFC East. We're just looking at it as uh, you know let's get incrementally better. But nah, man, that's a shout out to <clears throat> Brian Daywell. That's that shows what good coaching can really do. Like he came in there, they weren't they were expected to win four wins, they went to the playoffs and beat the Vikings at. Minnesota. Yeah. That's that's what a good coach can do. Like the the Giants are pretty much showing you. Like think about a team like the Giants who are rebuilding. That's how much little interest they have in running backs. And if a team that's rebuilding has that type of little effort in running backs, look at the, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Team won Super Bowl. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. He's a seven round pick. Yep. Get him for three years. Get him on that rookie deal. You use him up. Send them on. Yo, that, that's really wild. And then the Jim Irsay thing. That, to me. Well, Jim Irsay, let's. I, I, I get it. But I'm saying he's just a hyper. He's the extreme of what the owners think like. That's because he's all on. He's, well, he's not the extreme. That's what they think. He just yeah. said it out loud. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's the extreme. Like, he's going to say it out there. You're going to be like, yo, wow, that's wild. But the owners say the same thing. They just don't say it like him. That's what I mean when I say extreme. Like he's just gonna give you that raw, unfiltered. Like, hey, I need you to put Twitter down. Like that's what that's what his people should be saying. Hey, Jim. So you're not going to X? Yeah. Why are you calling it the X? That's weird. Listen, anyone who calls Twitter the X to me, you don't know what you're doing. Okay. All right. I, we're not gonna get into Elon. Obviously, Elon is a very eccentric guy. So. Every rich he, does, person he, does, he, wants, he does what he wants. Every billionaire is an eccentric type of guy because that's how they got there. It's just that Elon Musk is just. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, well, we'll move on from that. <laughs> uh, so, NFL season's about to start. Where are you? How happy are you with your bills right now? Happy? Uh, I mean, they are what they are, honestly. You know, it's. Uh, to me, with the Bills, is this: it's can you be Kansas City? That's that's it. That's pretty much it for me. Can you be Kansas City? Listen, that I, that's that's what it comes down I to. Get that and, too. and you got to add the Bengals in there too. Yeah, yeah. You got to uh, add the Bengals in there. The problem, with the, the problem I have with the Bills is this: I don't. Do they have besides Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? Do they have elite talent besides those two players? In my no. opinion, no. Yeah, that's no. that's that's where the problem. But I told you this. I told Michael, Hyde, Michael Hyde and uh, Jordan Parker, they're good players. They're good players and safeties. But I like the defensive line. Without Von Miller, you couldn't get any pass rush against probably one of the worst offensive lines in the league in the, the season in <laughs> And when I saw that, I was like, yeah, they're not winning this game. And yeah. it, was, it was apparent early on that game in the division round. But like I said, y'all need – and but see – Bill showed us how the the league views running backs because y'all really gonna tell me James Cook is that that's his name right? Yeah, James yeah, yeah. Cook. That's uh, Dalvin uh, Cook's brother, brother yeah. and Mike Singletary. The one? No, they left. He he left. He no, left. I mean that during the playoff game. That's what you're telling me. That's gonna get you through this game. That game called for the running to run. Yeah, and you guys had nothing. You guys had nothing. Like 
Josh Allen's good, but you're you can't put him out in danger like that all the time. They're half the team, which is weird because they play in mm-hmm. you know Orchard exactly Park, which is windy and yes. bad weather and. Oh my gosh, bro! I told you if you guys had picked up um, what's his name? Sing, um, uh, uh, Christian uh, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. It's a different team, man. Not just because he can run, but because it's the passive. He can block and he and he can catch. Unfortunately, the Bills' salary cap situation probably wasn't going to allow that to happen. Unfortunately. I get it. I get it. But to pay Von Miller that, is Von Miller even coming back? Yeah, they... Yeah, he 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 hoped to come back week one, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So that's ACL. He, yeah, so he he probably is gonna come back sometime in October, November. You're talking probably. about like a week four, week five, yeah. five ish. Because ACL, especially he's older too. It's not like he's still young. Like there were there were plays. I was like, oh, that's the old Von Miller, but you don't you don't pay for that. Um, what about the Diggs drama? That that's big. That's big. Well, Diggs Diggs had his issues in Minnesota. That's part of why he's not. He's yeah, a he's in Buffalo. He's yeah. a diva receiver. Yeah, so clear. That, that, that's that's what that is. So, uh, but the big thing for the Bills is this division is a lot harder than it was last year. Obviously, the Jets they have Aaron Rodgers now. Uh, Miami made some moves in the offseason, so it's it's, it's not going to be easy for the Bills to win the AFC East. I think they can, but it's not going to be as easy as it was last few years. All right, I need I need a second to talk about my Patriots. Uh, do you want to? Yes. I've <laughs> well, never... Oh, the floor is yours. I'm not going to lie. I would have fired Bill Belichick as a GM when he didn't get DeAndre. And no, I, you could have fired him a long time before that, honestly, if we're being honest. I, I agree, but the not getting DeAndre Hopkins move to me proved but, to me... But look at the money he got. I, he didn't get that much. They could have offered him that. The Patriots are thinking like they're still the Chiefs because the Chiefs get we're about to give the Patriots. The Chiefs were the same way. I'm like, you're not the Chiefs. You can't you can't look at yourselves like that. Yeah, you're not Tom Brady. Exactly. My my biggest problem with a lot of Patriots fans. I've been talking to them. They're like, no, Mac Jones has the he has the talent. I'm like, there's no one on that receiving core talented. Yeah, you got Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker is not a number one. <laughs> Juju's not a number one. Juju was good because he had Antonio Brown to take stuff off of him. Devontae Parker, I don't know what Devontae Parker is. Like, I You don't, have not number two, as you're saying. Yes. Everything Mac Jones has to throw has to be in traffic. It has to be pinpoint. He has no receiver that can be like, hey, just you throw it up there, I'm going to go get it. No receiver like that. You look at all the teams in the AFC East. The Jets have that. You guys have that. Even Miami, the, the, Miami has two. that. They, they have two. two. Yeah. It's like, why can't you give Matt one of that? And th- my problem with Bill is he's so arrogant that he's always going to play it off. You're going to be like, oh, well, we like the people we well, have. Look what he did last year. He had Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as co-offense coordinators. Come on. Two guys who have never done the job, and that's what you have as offense coordinators? It was ridiculous. I I am hey Mac, Mac Mac Jones didn't handle it well, but I can't blame him for being frustrated with that situation. I think Mac Jones handled it really well because you have to break this little Patriot way. I'm like, you guys aren't winning anymore. You guys haven't won a playoff game since Brady left. Like we let's let's stop acting like yo the Patriots are still there. No, you have to give Mac Jones a weapon. I need to know where Mac Jones is. Right now, you guys getting him all these number two pieces to me hurts him because now he's never he's never gonna have a number one. He's never gonna have something that he can always be like, oh, it's third and five. I need a guy. Let me go throw it up. Throw it up to him. He will get it. Then I heard Devontae Parker was mad because um, DeAndre Hawks was there. Bro, you're not him. It's okay. It does not take away from. And you should be happy that the. Um, DeAndre Hopkins wants to come because you know what he's going to do? He's going to take attention off of you. The thing Patriot fans aren't realizing is that DeAndre will take a lot of pressure away from the run. You have to double him. You still have to double him. You have to worry about him. I was I was talking to another Patriot fan. He was like, oh, you know what we need? We need a power back. I was like, a power back? 
So you're not interested in Dalvin Cook? That's the rumor. Oh, no. What would the, how would Dalvin Cook help our offense right now? I mean, if he's enough, if he has another thousand yards, that's help nice. A bit? That's nice, but this isn't a running back league anymore. Like you need, you need offense. You need weapons. You just said about the cheese. They had a seventh rounder. You don't need <laughs> top running backs to win. You need them to be competent. I agree. Yeah. But you don't need the top running backs right now. I still think they should get paid. But I'm saying if you don't have a number one receiver, getting a number one running back is not going to help your team much. So for me, Bill, if they go seven and nine, you have to take him with, you have to take his G win, GM. Uh, I don't think he's going to accept that. I think I think if 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 you do that, he's going to be gone. Then fine, but bro, like, cause. You're going to have to wait three seasons for him to beat this Don Shula run. Because he's not winning all these games this year. They're not a good team. Their schedule is ridiculously hard. Their first four, their first game against the Eagles. Like, yeah. come on. Like, oh, I, this, this is going to be a tough year to be a Patriots fan. I'm, I'm calling it. I'm going to be back on here. When the <laughs> trust me, trust me. Happens. Most people are not going to feel bad for you, Uncle. I'll be honest with you. No. First of all, I feel as a Patriots fan, <laughs> like... Hey, I'm Bill fan. You guys kicked their ass for 20 years, so... First of all, <laughs> that has nothing to do with right now. And I feel like everyone who's coming for the Patriots and, like, saying, like, this is what it's like to be in the losers. First of all, listen, I don't like this, okay? <laughs> like, I don't like being... You sound like an Yankees fan. Poverty. <laughs> In the NFL, like I want to win again. I want to, I want to see my team hold the Lombardi Trophy. Okay, like hey, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. So first of all, okay, Coach, this isn't about you. <laughs> this is I mean, this is my moment. Okay, this is my segment about my Patriots and how they're treating me. Like, like my feelings don't. I'm matter. just saying, you're not a Detroit Lions fan. Who's never seen anything? You're not a Cleveland Browns fan who has not seen nothing. First of all, you live in Detroit and you live in Cleveland. You deserve <laughs> everything that you get, okay? Ah, uh, come like, on. Like, it's, it's Detroit. At least, but even Detroit has a better hope this year than the Patriots do. Yeah, people think they're going to win the division. And, and, oh! Even the Browns, they have talent. They have the sex offender Watson <laughs> and they have. Um, oh, that's a, that's a whole other story right there. But I mean, listen. Let's not act like all these owners aren't doing this nonsense anyway. Oh yeah, it's a, oh yeah. Come on. It, it's such a. It, it's so hypocritical for the owners to do it. Meanwhile, Robert Kraft is doing the same thing, but he's a billionaire. Once again, why well, I say a lot of these rich white men are weird. But oh, you think Kraft has to gustify Bill Belichick? That's no. the question. That's my problem. With I think he does. I think he will do it this year if they don't. If they have a bad season, yeah, because he wants one. He's not. He's getting. He's getting up there an edge. True, and I think he needs to look Bill right in his eyes and be like, Bill, I don't think you understand the game anymore. You might understand defense, but you don't understand the game anymore. I think he does. I think he's just kind of arrogant about it. He thinks he's you know smarter than everybody else though. But here's my thing. Even Nick Saban, even Nick Saban changed. Think about what Nick Saban was doing in Alabama. I don't want to do no. I don't want to do one and dunce. Now he does one and dunce because he understands that's how the game is developing. How come someone who's from your tree develop and understand the game better than someone like you? You well, should. Be the I one. think college is a lot different. There's True. different. Yeah. I get that, but I'm saying he's understanding the nature of the game where Bill isn't. Like, in your craft, you need to understand, hey, if I see everyone's going to get out a number one receiver, they got, why am I not doing it? Oh, no, I want to. Yeah, that's why I was surprised that draft of Mac Jones. He didn't, he didn't try to get Justin Fields. He, he wanted the traditional draft. I thought pass. they were going to get Justin Fields. I was, remember, I was texting about it. I was like, oh, we're going to get Justin Fields. And don't get me wrong, Mac was the most ready to play in the NFL. Out of, in that whole draft, mm-hmm. out of all the quarterbacks, he was, but they did him a disservice once they, once um, Josh McDaniels left, and then you brought in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Joe Judge. It's like how can? That's my thing with Matt. I don't know where his his potential is because 
he has a new coach every other year. You can't. He's a rookie coach. He's a rookie. Well, he has Bill O'Brien. You know, he has experience. So. Yeah, but still, that's still a new. He still has to learn the system. I'm saying, like, he's in a new system every year. It's hard for um for him to. It's no stability. It's it's hard. Like Josh Allen, he had he had David for two years. right? Yeah, yeah. You see how there was stability there, and then the other person come in. It's easier. But if you if you're here all over the place, how can you're gonna be struggling. Mm-hmm. Look what the the Packers. Look what the Jets did for um, Aaron Rodgers. They brought in his offensive coach. You want to keep stability with your with your quarterbacks. That's how they improve. That's why I'm saying Bill's not understanding the game. You can't just be bringing in all these other people, shaking Mac Jones up, and then you're like, why is he struggling, bro? He has no stability. You give him a defensive coordinator, his offense coordinator. How's that supposed to work for him? And that's why I said, yo, they go seven nine the season. Take away his GM duties, man, because he can't. He can't draft. He can't draft receivers. Oh, he, he stopped trying. Oh my god! Like, he drafts tight ends, but not receivers. Like, listen, there's two tight ends system he's been having for years. Like, he's trying to recreate Gronk and uh, Aaron Hernandez. Gronk Hernandez. is a top three tight end. The other guy, I, I don't, I don't mention. Like, we just don't mention him. Like, as a Patriots. I mean, he, he was, he was very good. He was, um, he was, he was, but he was very good at other things too. So let's let's yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's leave that yeah, leave that <laughs> uh, obviously one alone. yeah. Let's leave that one alone. But anyway, SummerSlam tonight. Speaking of <laughs> modern topics, any any predictions? Any? I mean, you you. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the only the big match obviously is. Uh, Jey Uso versus uh, Roman Reigns, obviously. Uh, I think Roman, obviously, what we're saying there. Uh, no reason to end this uh, storyline with that. So, I think that's going to continue. Uh, what's the other big match? Uh, what is it? Um, Cody Brock? Yeah. Uh, hmm. It makes sense for Cody to win, obviously. I mean... They're trying to build up to WrestleMania 40 in uh, Philadelphia, so. Brock, Brock, Brock. You know what thing I love about Brock? Brock is always willing to work, and people don't give him a lot of credit for it. Like, Brock will work, and if he likes you, you can always tell he likes someone. You can always tell he likes someone. And this is why, out of all those members of the Shield, John Mox is a failure. Well, not failure. I mean, well, he, he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. He's, has, a, he's an AEW where he gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah, but um, Brock has worked with smaller wrestlers. He's worked with bigger wrestlers. Think about it. He worked with Finn Balor. He worked with Daniel Bryan. And he worked with AJ Styles. And they had great matches. Why is it you were the only person that Brock's never had a good thing to say about? You know why? You're still trying to be CCW John Moxley. Bro, get out of your own way, man. And that's the thing Tony Khan don't understand. Vince told him, yo, we like you, but... You can't keep doing all this hardcore, yo, I want to throw thumbtacks, barbed wire, baseball bat. Well, he wasn't even doing that in WWE, huh? Really? I know, but he wanted to do that with Brock. And Brock's probably just like, no, I don't, I don't want to, no, why, why, why are we doing that? Because, the, 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 you know the crazy part? Brock will bleed if he wants to. Yeah, he did it with Cody. Huh? But that's what I'm saying. Think about it like this. He did all that for you, for, for Cody. What were you saying that that man just like, nah, we're, we're just going to... We just want to keep this uh, short and then go away. I beat you for 13 minutes. Get out of here. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, Moxley, you, you might really have to think about it. But it all goes back to that Stone Cold podcast. Stone Cold's right about him. Stone Cold's right about him. And you know, he's probably going to cut a promo and be like, well, no one believed in me. And it's just like, As uh, the plain Jane wife. Oh, no, let's not get into that. I I didn't say she's bad. I just said she's plain Jane. I just said she's plain Jane. She's like the girl next door. Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. From Cleveland, so of course. They like they they plain stuff. But anyway, do you acknowledge our tribal chief? Come on now. (laughs) Come on. Hey, he was on first take this week. I asked you that. Do you acknowledge our tribal chief? Look, Roman Reigns, hey, got it, man. He's had one of the best runs in modern history, I would say. Where do you put his run at? 
That's a good question. I don't. Hmm. If you ask smart fans, they're gonna tell, they're gonna tell you a different story. No, no, no. Wrestling fans are weird. I tell you this <laughs> all the time. They, they are they are very weird because if you ask a lot of smart fans, they'll be like, "Well, well, he's, he didn't he didn't work enough matches. He only worked about two matches in a thirty or thirty day stand." You know, when you are the biggest guy, you do not need to show up for every match. If you lose the prestige that you have. Yeah, that's why uh, that's why this whole world's heavyweight title thing, they kind of it was kind of they murkied it up a little bit with that. But that was to please certain people. Yeah. You know that what that was yeah. about. So, I don't really get mad about that because it gives other opportunities for other wrestlers who might be ready for their moment, Finn Balor. I want Finn Balor to win that title. It makes sense. I was, and you know, I was never Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah. Never liked them. You didn't, you that, liked, the, you liked the demon stuff. They didn't like the, that demon stuff was bullshit, bro. <laughs> I dressed in red paint and I'm supposed to be, no, 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 no. This bitter, begrudging Finn Balor to me is what's cool because. And you got Damian Priest thing with the, the money in the bank. So obviously they could do something with that as well. And I think Judgment Day is the best fashion in the business right now. What they're doing for the company to me is beautiful because it's like you have Rhea top two top one woman in the business her and Bianca they don't do a match with them at Wrestlemania 40 my goodness they will they will miss out you gotta do Bianca versus Rhea at one point I don't know when maybe next year but that's a main event that's a night one night night one main event Dom yo Remember, I remember you hated Dom as babyface. You hated him. Because he was, once again, plain. He looked weird, you know. I'm with my dad. It's just like, (laughs) oh, Lord, bro. Yo, when Brock beat him up, that was the happiest thing I've seen. Then, when Seth Rollins and um, Buddy Murphy beat him up in the rope, I was like, yo, this is hazing. Cool. But when he was just with his dad, he just had no oomph. Now, that man can't say two words without being booed out. Matter of fact, he didn't even get two words out. That's yeah. how much the crowd boos him out. It's old school, honestly. Yeah. Old school heat. Yo, I remember they were saying who's better, MJF or Dom. Listen. Listen. And you know I love I, Honestly, if you think about it, Dom's mediocre abilities actually work to his advantage, honestly, if you think about it. Because he's a chicken, chicken shit heel. So him not knowing all... I'm okay with that. MJF, I love MJF, but it's like, bro, I, I like I, I like what he's doing with Adam Cole, but I was like, well, before that, just kind of spinning at the wheels, man. Like, cut the same promo every time. I think part of that is obviously Tony's not, not his skills as Booker is kind of, you could tell he's an inexperienced Booker. I think that's part of it. And I think that. MJF realizes that too. But MJF is like, yo, I'm going to stay because think about what the Young Bucks just got paid. He knows Tony's going to make him a lot of money if he if he stays. Like, well, I think he already got the extension. No, I, no, I was saying, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, inexperience leads to I can exploit you better than he couldn't do. The, what MJF is doing, he couldn't do that in the E. Yeah, he couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. He, couldn't, he couldn't talk about AEW in front of a live crowd with a live microphone. Triple H would cut that shit out. He'd be like, hey, yo, bro. We not we not doing that. We not doing that. That's that's why I said um, when um, people are like, oh, why the young bucks stay? I'm like, why wouldn't they stay? They know they're gonna get more out of Tony than they would out of Triple H. Like Triple H will value them, but he knows, yo, there's other tag teams I can do the same thing with. Like sometimes it's about what you know, and they've been in the wrestling game longer than than Tony has. They know what they can get out of Kenny Omega too. Like, people are like, why didn't he go to WWE? I thought he should have went to WWE. I think his wrestling style is hurting him. Like, bro, you're 40. You can't keep doing all these. Yeah, he, did. he took a tire driver. And that was... Come on, bro. Like, you're doing these hard, hardcore Japanese-style matches, bro. You can't do that. You're not 30 anymore. Yeah, he's almost 40. Look at Brian. Yo, another one. Yo, you get caught up in your ways sometimes. Like, sometimes you need people to... Rain you in, and a lot of these wrestlers don't like that because they're like, "Nah, I can still do that, bro. Let it go. It's okay." Seth Rollins is the same way. 
Yeah, he's talking about how he's beat up. His knee and all that stuff. And and he's working a really good, safe style in WWE. So I know if Seth is like that, Kenny Omega is gonna fall apart at forty five. Bro, sometimes like you just gotta you just gotta learn, man. Like No, they don't want to. They're there. They just wanna do their stuff and say, Hey, if, uh, if I'm done, I'm done. That to me and see, that's that type of mindset. When you've just been doing everything your own way and you've never had someone talk to you, that's that type of mindset that happens. Like because hey, we see we see it in real life too. You know, people are just so stubborn. They 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 want to do their own thing. It's like hey, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just do it my my way and that's it. If and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like you know who does that a lot? Uh, Segwaying back to football, Cam Newton, bro. Yeah, and, and look at him. He's trying to get a job and nobody wants him. Because you can't talk like, oh, they're not 32 quarterbacks better than me. Yeah, that's true. But the quarterbacks that are better are better in that system than you would be. Like, Did they know that they're willing to be a backup, too? Are you willing to be a backup? Well, I'm not sure about that. You, he would be a backup only if the person in front of him is like a clear top 10 quarterback. And it's like, bro, you're not always going to be in that type of situation. Like, Think about if he goes to like Arizona. Where they have um, Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray. Why not play this year? Now, you start. You do good. Kyle Murray comes back. Now you're rumbling. Now you're mad. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you need to humble yourself to play again. Prime example, Geno Smith. Look what he did. Yeah, I was out of Geno last year. I mean. But that's also because he got beat by the New York media. He was in the New York media. Talking. Yeah, he was. The Jets at that time wasn't probably probably the best situation for him. Exactly. But he went through that, and, he, and guess what? He stayed quiet. He stayed humble. Yo, yeah, it was the Chargers. He went to, backed out the um, to the Rivers all those years. Then he went to Seattle, backed up Russell Wilson all those years. Exactly. Sometimes it takes you getting out of your own way. That's why, I, like, I love Cam, but I think Cam is Cam's biggest enemy right now. You do the weird Twitter writing. You do. I'm just like, bro, who are your people? This is why I always say your people are a reflection of you. And if your people aren't reining you in, you're going to be talking wild like that. He talks wild all the time. And I'm like, Cam, it's okay, bro. No, no, no. There's no I, could be, I could be a starting quarterback. Like He's always like, name 32 quarterbacks better than you. Just because they're not better than you does not mean... Yo, if I put them in a, a, a proper system, they'll play better than you. Like, that's okay. Like, just work on your craft, bro. Just work on your craft. Just take silent. Like, I'm telling you, Cam went quiet for, like, at least five months. Just worked on this. I bet you some team will just be like, ah, you know, I haven't really heard from Cam. Let's pick him up. Probably not. He's, he's, he's done the damage. That's a problem. No, and he's, you know, he's he banged up. He's banged up. Yeah, he's banged up. Injuries, yeah. all that stuff. And he didn't really play well the last couple of times we saw him with New England and uh, Carolina. 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 Oh, gosh, like that was that was kind of bad. That was like, yeah. I mean, come on, that's the last pressure we saw of him. Yeah, obviously. So that's like when uh, it's like when Allen Iverson went back to the Sixers. It was just like you knew, and he, he was Memphis. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you kind of knew he was done, but it was just like it's nice, but it, it only lasts for a couple of minutes. Then you're just like, oh, I see why we got rid. I see. I see why we did that. Oh, my. oh, my God! Oh, speaking of the NBA, obviously, uh, you want to talk about the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, What's there to talk about? I mean, uh, what is there to talk about? <laughs> there, there. I, I don't know what Joe Joe side. Obviously, the whole Kyrie, Katie then blew up in his face. Uh, now he has Mikel Bridges. I like Mikel Bridges. I think he has potential to be a good all-star player. Um, Cam Johnson, also they required. He has potential to be a good second, third, uh, Asha player. Uh, but Josiah, obviously, he thinks that, you know what? I want to win 40 games and possibly you want to pl- uh, get to a plan. And that's about it. And I'm like, eh, in the NBA, is that, is that really what you want in the NBA? To be a treadmill team? Just being an eighth, ninth seed. This is, what, this is what happens when you try to microwave food instead of putting it in the oven. Because a person like Kyrie, a person like James Harden, the minute they get disgruntled, they're leaving. Yep. Look, look, look at Harden now. He wants to get out of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And that's a good system, but you, 
once again, those type of players, they get disgruntled and they leave a lot. And my thing with the Nets is they have too much money invested in people who don't want to play. The Ben Simmons, it was the Kyrie. I mean, yeah, Kyrie, they, yeah, well, Kyrie's gone, obviously. But I'm saying, like, they just have that history of paying all these people. Like, listen, Ben Simmons is who Ben Simmons is at this point. Yeah, they're trying to – I've seen Twitter posts about how, like, he's, you know, he's working out, his back's feeling better. I'm like, sounds good, but is he going to learn how to shoot a jump shot confidently? And how does he deal with all the road things? Like, when he's on the road, when he's doing free throws, like, those things are still there. It's easy to do that in practice because you get to choose the people who are around you in those gyms, in those state. You're not choosing who's at those stadiums when you're at the games. You still have to do that. And that's my problem with Ben Simmons. I don't know if he loves the game enough to go through that. Because as soon yeah, as... Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, you're still in the league. You haven't found enough to be confident in your shot. At least, let's be honest. Giannis' jump shot's never been great, but at least he's going to take a shot give, give if he wants to. Give Giannis the, the greatest respect. I remember that year they won the championship. That man could go 4 for 15 from the free throw line. He would always step up there with the same type of confidence and not back down from it. Ben would go 1 for 4 and wouldn't want to shoot another jumper. It's like, bro, that's your mindset has to change. Either you need to get into this or... Your love for the game is not showing in the way you're playing. It shows, like, you're just happy you got paid, you're a star, you're dating uh, a celebrity. That's all you want, and that's cool, but in those sports, you can't can't half-ass it. You can't be on the fence. Either you're all in or you're out. Yeah. And these these, these sports will eat you up, man. Like, Like, look at LeBron. You see, he's always invested. Always this. Wade, like, I, um, I was uh, I was watching um, the Redeem team, mm-hmm. and I could see the point where I saw Carmelo, Carmelo take a seat, take a step back, and Wade and LeBron. Yeah, because I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because I, uh, they were talking about how Kobe always, you know, he four in the morning, he's yeah. out there working out. Yeah. And Melo's like, ah, I'm, I'm not trying to do all that. <laughs> And Melo is still a top seventy-five player, but that's what separates you from being in a non in a in a higher tier. Oh, I don't wake up at four o'clock in the morning, bro. This is this is, this is your job. You know? He's like, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to go to the club, have fun. After that, you no. Know. They said that's what he was doing in, in um China? in uh, Colorado. That's what he was doing when he was in, Denver? in the Denver. That's what he was doing. So you like because. Honestly, Carmelo. I mean, but to be fair, there's a lot of athletes like that. That's true. It's like AI. They're they're, they're happy to be. Uh, they're happy to make the money and you know have their have life with that. And there's no problem with that, obviously. Yeah. No problem with that, but but not when you're being compared to LeBron. Like LeBron's in your draft cap class. Remember, you would want a title. Like it's a different thing if you are Larry Hughes. Remember Larry Hughes? He's like, Yo, I just want the money. We kind of get that, yeah. you know. You, you know. But when you mellow, you're. You competing where everyone says you should win rookie of the year against LeBron. I thought that. Yeah, I think this stats are better than LeBron. But it's like there's a clear decrease. And then it's not just LeBron got better than you. Wade got better than you. So everyone's looking at you like, bro, what are you doing? But then you would look at Carmelo. He had all this baby weight. He was always pudgy. I'm like, bro, are you in the gym? <laughs> and it took him till when he came to New York. That's when he slimmed down. But he wasn't... He just looks. He just looks slim. He didn't look. And think about it, because uh, the plan was they wanted all three of them wanted to work together, but Melo took the extra year. Uh, Melo wanted the money. Yeah, he wanted the extra year. So Melo screwed Melo out of anything great that could have happened for him. Sometimes players do that. You don't ever look far enough ahead. You just like, yo, the money's here. I'm gonna go do that. Even if say he didn't go to Miami, you blew up that Knicks team. Way too early. You just had to wait. You just had to wait to free agency. You were leaving anyway. But, but at the same time, James Nolan wasn't going to wait because he didn't want the Nets to possibly get him. So I he get wasn't, that. He wasn't going to the Nets. No, but obviously, still that threat was there. So. I get it, but like, 
But this is when you're impatient. If they had waited, they had the team. That that was a good team. That Knicks team. Yeah, that was that was a solid team. Yeah. And you blew up Stoudemire's confidence in himself. Well, I think Stoudemire was already you know because he, he was already bad. He was already bad, but he was playing at MVP level before Carmelo came in. Now you shift the dynamics once again. The stability you shift the dynamics. Car- Carmelo's number one now. Stoudemire has to take a step back. So it's like all those things. But if you give it, um, if you get an off season for that. They possibly could have okay gelled together better. Sometimes you sometimes you gotta wait, but Carmelo didn't want to wait. And listen, I love Melo, but Melo's one of those people who never got a farewell tour because you were just always just like I'm Melo. That's all it is, bro. Like we get that, but <laughs> yo, you guys remember he's like yo, they want me to come off the bench. All those things. Yeah, he had a hard time with that. You. You place yourself in a box. That's some guy. Westbrook's kind of, you know, he's kind of understanding. You know what? It's okay. Westbrook thing is, Westbrook is a very, he's a team player. So, he's always willing to do what. And it's a very situation, obviously. Yeah. The Clippers. Yeah. You know Kawhi and Paul George are gonna not going to play. Not going to play. So they're not going to play 82 games. So, you're going to get your time. You know there might be at least 30 games where you come off the bench. But you know there's going to be a good amount of games where you're coming, where you're starting. So, Westbrook, he's in a really good position. Um, who else? Uh, the the Celtics thing. I don't know, man. I love Jalen Brown. I love that he got his money. I'm always for people getting their money. But yeah, like, but it's like, yo, you you still haven't worked your handle. That's been an issue pretty much for years, and you still haven't worked on it. I wasn't even gonna say that. I was gonna say the Celtics. Oh, it's a legitimate problem. I know, I know, I know. But I say the Celtics can't pay anyone to come now. You need a true playmaker. That's what they needed. You don't have anyone. You have yeah. no point guard. You have, and now you're gonna pay Tatum even more money. What when's he free? Next next, next year. Yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah. You're gonna pay him more money. You got six hundred million between the two of them. Who who's coming? Who's coming? They're gonna draft somebody, pretty much. And listen, Jalen Brown, man, he had so many turnovers in the like. And the thing, and there was an issue in the finals uh, in 2022. Yeah, the thing is about them, they always play your ball, my ball, and the ball never gets. And that works if you're if they're both playing well, but if one of them's off, it's it, it's it's hard to it's hard to play it's hard to play through them because they're they're um, they slow the ball down, they slow the ball down, they're just dribbling, and then Jalen Brown's trying to go behind his back, and then he's and I'm like what. What is this offense doing? And then also, that's on the coach, Missoula. Well, he's in a, a young coach, yeah. so obviously. Like, listen, he. I just don't think he has the the standing. Yeah, to get to get them to listen. Like, say what you want about him, but the Odoka Odoka had them playing. Yeah, he did. He, he had did. them playing. Yo, we're doing this. We're doing this. I'm like, I can respect that. That's what you want. Missoula always looked lost on the sideline. I'm like, bro, what you, <laughs> either call a time or, or like, he wouldn't call a time. He would call time, yeah. He would leave Marcus Smart to take the last shot. I'm like, yo, Marcus Smart's good, but come on, that's 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 your best that's your best play. You deserve it. They lost to they were up. What was it? They were three zip against the Hawks. You let the Hawks come back and take you to game six because you not y'all weren't. And they were focused. down three to the to Sixers. The Sixers, who don't beat you guys in the playoffs, almost beat you guys because Missoula. But but obviously the Sixers had Sixers, their own problems. Exactly, the Sixers Doc, Doc Rivers. Well, actually, that's a, that's a that's another that's a good segue. Obviously, Doc Rivers. The rumor is that he's going to be in the broadcast booth with uh, Doris Burke, and you have uh, you have opinions about that, right? I don't like. I don't like Doc as a coach. I think he. Has been vastly overrated for the couple of, for the last couple of years as a coach. I don't really want to hear him talk basketball like that. Not with that forty year old smoker's voice that he <laughs> has going on. I don't. I don't really. He, he was a good analyst though. He right? is, but I like the Van Gundy, Mike Green, Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson trio because Jeff Van Gundy was always going at the rest. Uh, but that. But but that. But most people think that's part of the reason why he's gone because the NBA didn't like that. You know how sports leagues are. They I like get it. it. I get it. But you're not going to like anyone that called. And the thing is, 
they formed a lot of the rules of the stuff that he was saying. Remember, he would say flopping. Get, get technicals for flopping. What do they do now? Technicals for flopping. Yeah. So, you like some stuff that he said. You just didn't like everything that he said. You know Doc Rivers is a coach. So, he's always going to do the PC yeah. type route. So, he's always going to say the thing that won't get him underneath hot fire. But, Jim Van Gunny was calling out stuff that me and you see would be like, oh, that, that's nonsense. I still remember to this day the best Jeff Van Gundy clip was when LeBron was on the heat and he got a foul and he ran down to the other court. He ran down to his bench. The referees called technical foul. Oh, yeah, I remember his face was, I remember that. Yeah. And, and Jeff Van Gundy's like, why'd you call it? Oh, that's showboating, that's showing off to the rest. He's like, no one came here to see the rest. I was like, yo, Jeff Van Gundy, come on, you are the man right now. <laughs> But I can see the NBA being like, hey, yo, what's, what's this? What's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What, what are you doing? Like, why are you calling us out like that? But he was right. We don't come here to see the rest. We don't care if they show both of you. Why are you going to call a technical foul on something like that? And then it went, <laughs> the GOAT of all GOATs is when he called out Izzy. When Izzy was like, Clay Thompson shouldn't be an all-star because it's plus and minus numbers. And he said, if I want to ask the writers who can play defense, I'll put a gun. <laughs> Yo, listen. Izzy is an analyst. So he likes numbers. And I'm always like, that's cool. But that doesn't tell the full story. Sometimes your eyes tell you a better story yeah. than what those plus minus numbers do for you. Like, you can't go off of that. I always say the best team when it came to analytics was that Atlanta Hawks team, that 2016, 2017. That 2015 team. That went to the East Yeah, East yeah. Remember, they beat number one in the East. Yeah. Get swept. Why? Too much analytics. Oh. Well, they didn't have anybody to stop LeBron. So. No, but they tried, they, they tried to tell us that they didn't need anything. They didn't need a number one start. They had... Jeff Tees, they had the Paul Millsaps. They had, they were like, we have enough three point shooting to get us by. And everyone's like, but what? That that doesn't mean anything. You don't have anyone who can keep up with LeBron. They played themselves into that loop. Analytics tell you one side of the story. Talent is different. This NBA is run off of talent. Yeah, um, it's not. It's not analytics. It's, it's not baseball. It's, it's not. It's not. Baseball, it's, not it's not. Like you have to have the talent to beat some of these teams. Listen, all these analysts, even in football, oh, um, yeah, go for it, go for it. Just take the points. Nah, nah, we 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 going for it. How many teams have lost on that? Look at the Chargers. Brandon Staley, he went for it all the time. You know what he was trying to do? He was trying to do what uh, Doug Peterson was doing with the Eagles. That works sometimes. That don't work all the time. Yeah. Well, last topic. Uh, what do you want to talk about the last topic before we wrap things up here? Yo, tonight, the greatest anime <laughs> is about to have the greatest episode ever. So you're not talking about Dragon Ball Z, just to nah. be clear. Uh, nah. Because most people will say that. Nah. Um, <laughs> we are talking about One Piece. Oh my gosh. With the greatest main character ever. Now give a little recap of One Piece. Obviously, uh, it's not... So for the casual viewer who doesn't know what One Piece is about. First of all, One Piece is uh, it's an art, okay? Like, it is cinema. It is about a young boy named Monkey D. Luffy who sets out on the seas. He's a pirate to capture the, the infamous treasure called the One Piece. No one knows what it is. No one knows what it's about. And he just comes along, he makes his group of friends, and right now, he is still going. Think about it, this thing started in 1997. It's still going. We don't, we're, we have no idea what the One Piece is, even to this day. We don't, Oda is a masterclass where he, he gives us little hints in there, but nothing, nothing Nothing, nothing set in stone that we know what the One Piece is. So it's always, it's, it's nice. The re, and the reason why I say it's such a cinema is because One Piece touches on everything. Like, it 
touches on touches on governments. It touches on governments can be leading the people in the wrong way. It talks about corruption. It talks about slavery. It talks about uh, discrimination. It talks about everything right now. So, so let's be clear. One Piece is not a kids show. No, 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 no. So four kids got that wrong. <laughs> four kids. Listen, if 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 any of you four kids. Directors, animators ever hear this? You guys are hoes. <laughs> you guys hold out my favorite show, man. You guys hold out my favorite show. You had a banging opening thing, but besides that, you did everything to destroy One Piece. I'm still mad about what four kids did to One Piece. They gave Sanji a fucking lollipop. That man was smoking a cigarette. <sighs> But but enough about that. Obviously, you want to talk about One Piece and its impact and what its this impact episode. because um, One Piece looks very wacky. If you look at the animation, it's like the main character fruit because uh, you know in their, in their world it's devil fruits. It's like you eat a fruit and you get a certain type of powers. Luffy's fruit is the gum gum fruit, so he has the ability of rubber, which to anyone sounds weird, like the rubber power, but. Once again, One Piece is so creative that Luffy has found a way to make his rubber actually be very effective. That's the thing. One Piece has the freedom of genre that a lot of these other animes don't. One Piece can go from... Um, they could be in a regular regular city and then go to the sky. And you won't question it because that's what... It, it has the freedom of that. It has the freedom of... Yo, we're doing this. Then they'll go from the sky and they'll go to zombies. And you won't question it. That, to me, is a writer taking the time. And One Piece has, like, the biggest world. It's never stopping. The one thing about a lot of anime that I have a problem with is that if the main character's there, that's what the story is. Nothing is moving around in the world. Where One Piece, Luffy could be in the middle of a fight. That has not stopped in the world. Politics are still being moved around. Rules are still being made by the government. That's how the world flows. And I feel like Oda gets that. The thing that hurt Naruto and like Dragon Ball Z, they got too focused on one thing. Yeah. Yo, Naruto needs the bit next biggest punch. What's the next big jutsu for Naruto? What's the next big power for Goku? Bro, tell the story. Focus on the story. Goku, oh, he's doing this. Now all your main character, all your other characters in the background. Listen, if you're not Goku and Vegeta in Dragon Ball, yeah, <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, who are you? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, same thing with Naruto. If you're not Naruto Sasuke... But anyway, One Piece comes out tonight, 10 o'clock. I know streamers are going to be going crazy tonight. Oh... The One Piece is real, guys. And that's how we end today's All right. podcast. The One Piece is real! <laughs> Alright, for Yankwe Zaza, this is Kofi Pia. You've been watching uh, the Broadcast Journal. Hope you guys watch another episode. The One episode. Piece is real! <laughs> Alright, let's go get some drinks. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it.